Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to the program. Six o'clock. That means the sun's been down for three hours. You still holding up, brother? Nope. I am on the struggling bus. Diet, exercise, make sure you get some sun. Talk to your loved ones. Enjoy the holidays. It'll be over soon. Before you know it, we'll have the Super Bowl. We're going to get through the Super Bowl. And it's going to be spring training. And the the world is going to warm up. And everything's going to be right again. I know, I know football fan, like, hey, pump your pump your brakes, Nunley. Chill out, buddy. We got a lot of football to be had. But I, it's more about Fred's mental health. Friend of the show, Marty Rita, said, do fans care about the Lobos? 505-246-0610. It's an interesting question. I'm going to tell you they do. I'm going to tell you they care about Lobo football. I'm going to tell you, hot take Freddie here. It is pretty surface level. Mm -hmm. I talked to a lot of Lobo fan. You know what sweater I see around town the most? Lobo sweater. Mm -hmm. It's red. Excuse me. Cherry. It's white. It's gray. It's black. You see it? Everyone's got one. Everyone's a Lobo. Woof, 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 baby. Woof, woof, woof. Thank you. Thanks, Amory. You don't have a hotkey for that one? Yeah, well, we can't make a hotkey for that. Not even a dog or anything yeah, anything close? A, it's like a DMX, maybe? Like maybe Dave just, Chappelle talking about dogs? Yeah, what a Dave Chappelle doing a DMX impersonation? <laughs> Where are my dogs at? Why did you have that? <laughs> if that's a real hotkey, play it again. Where are my dogs at? Nope. I hate that. When I say service level, here's what I mean. Every Lobo fan says the same thing. It's just regurgitated over and over again. There's like no at all ideas. There's no at all approach. There's no at all consideration. There's no at all focus on areas that can be improved. It's the exact same at this point worn out conversation over and over again. And I don't know who creates this thing. I don't know if it's loser in his basement <laughs> with his podcast about Lobo centric sports. I don't know if it's blogger in his basement with his loser opinion on Lobo centric sports. I don't know if it's your old uncle at the bar with his bad jokes about Lobo sports. I don't know who is originating this stuff. But I don't see anyone put in their own thought. People I identify as smart and individualistic in their own way. I don't see you when it comes to talking about Lobo football. You're not real to me. How long are you just going to say, Lobo suck? Carol, we can't even beat Team A, B, C, D. Yeah, you're right. You got it. 
Yes, I can also read the scores. It's not special or unique. What are you doing to what help? What are you doing? Hey, are you alerting me to the problem that's existed and we all know about? Or are you actively trying to help in any way? Super cool. Are you just screaming awareness and pointing at the problem? Are you going to provide any solution whatsoever? Look, my outrage. Oh, yep. I see it, man. Yeah. I super see it. You know what? I'd like to get some more money for the program. How do I do that? Let's talk about that. What do I need? More suites at the stadium? Let's build them. What do I need? Better entrance so people can tailgate longer and they have more of a reason to be enthused, to spend more money? Let's do it. What do we need? A better NIL part? Let's create it. What do I can keep going. I can keep going for the longest. But Lobo fan, the way that Marty Rita pointed out, Marty Rita said, I don't, I don't even think people care. Dang, dude. I think they care. I just think, it's, and I'm not trying to diminish anything. Right. I just think they've felt so neglected for so long. I don't really know how to care anymore. They think they're caring. They think they're putting that energy into the world. They're not. Screaming Lobos suck. Suck. They should fire Danny. What's that going to do? What's that going to do? Is it going to recruit more players? No. Is it going to infuse more money into the program? Is it going to have any kind of better of a fo football mind at the helm? No, it's not. Is it going to have a better dude? Not one. I guarantee you there's not a better dude out there than Coach G. How about a guy who actually wants to be here? How about a guy that actually cares about Albuquerque? We got one. Those aren't the problems. Scratch all those off. Danny G's a good coach. He knows football. He needs to increase everything that goes on around the program and in the program. That's where the help lies. What are you doing about it? Lobo suck. They suck. You know what Danny Gonzalez just said on this program moments ago? Hey, we're figuring out this new style. We're figuring out NIL. We're figuring out the transfer program. If we knew now... If we knew then what we know now about building a team during this time period, we wouldn't have built it the way we were building it. We would have done it different. Coach Kill down at State, Coach Gondalas just said this. They started two years ago, and they're finding some success. Keep in mind the conference thing. They're finding some success because they saw the formula. They watched other programs doing it. We're learning the formula. It's happening. It's happening right now. It's a lot easier to recruit players when you have, oh, I don't know, a budget. Fred, we got a budget. We're D1 school. We're, we got all this squared away. You know, what, you know what I know? I know I go to the airport. I know when I see when these recruits come in on Southwest flights, that's not what happens in Alabama, y'all. Mm -hmm. I know whenever they're walking through the airport, they're not getting greeted with the UNM Lobo fight song playing over the speakers. The way that they do in Tuscaloosa, you think I'm joking? I'm not. What New Mexican, what Lobo alum or fan or Albuquerquean or Berkean or 505ian or Northern New Mexican or Transplantian doesn't understand is the vast difference that exists in D1 football. You know, Fred, we've had coaches here that really loved us. Do you want me to talk to you about Steve Alfred? Is that true? Mm -hmm. They loved you? That's the word you're going to use? What happened to the last two big names? One was a giant wreck. One bolted. 
from the text or stop making sense, Fred. Shut up. You're just going to go repeat what I'm saying to people now. Regurgitate this. I would, I for real. If you were to put half the energy, Lobo, fan, into creating any sort of change, creating any sort of movement, and creating any sort of keep filling in the blank of verbs that are progressive, you would do any of that, enough of a percent would build up or a change would happen. Wild. Wild. Your little bit of effort. Your friend's little bit of effort. Go to the game. Your coolest uncle's little bit of effort. Your group of friends. Your family. Affect your circle first and then spread that out. What if I give you, like, a dare? <laughs> what if I dare you? Hear me out, Lobo fan. I dare you. Go to Lobo game. I'm daring you. Go to Lobo game and hear me out on a ticket that you buy. Preposterous. Go to Lobo game on a ticket that you buy and be an A seat. Not even your assigned seat. Be an A seat when the ball kicks off. What if Lobo fan, and I dare you, you go to a game on a ticket that you buy and you're in the seat when the game kicks off and then you're there to support on the opening drive? Mm. Not the radio show, the actual thing. Lobo fan, I dare you, go to a game, buy a seat, be there for kickoff, support the opening drive, and then hang out for the ensuing drive. Put If you put Lobo fan that's listening to this show right now, that much effort in, those four things I just said, I bet you that's more effort than you put in this season already. Ouch, Fred, you hurt my feelings. I know. We got a lot of friends of the show who are already doing a lot for the Lobos, and we appreciate everything they're doing. But what are you doing? What about your, your uncle who owns the Arby's? There's a conglomerate of Arby's owners Gross. out there. Gross. You can get them all together and get some NIL money. Do something. If you want, I'll tell you, you want, you, you bring a proposal to me. Mm-hmm. In any way, 505-246-0610, at TalkABQ on Instagram. My number's out there. You can find it. I will give it to you. I will set you up with Eddie Nunez. <laughs> you and your uncle. Well, he can't handle And the that... conglomerate of Arby's owners yeah. get together. Don't just sit around your Arby's and have beef and cheddars and complain about the Lobos. Do something about Do it. Anything. Affect some change in your community. You want to complain about it? Do something about it. Or at least be familiar with it from your own perspective. If you go on your own and you absorb the product, and at the end of that absorption, you're like, I still hate this thing. At least it's your opinion now. At least it's your thing. And it's not your weird aggro neighbor telling you what to think. Because that's what it is right now. You also, you know what I know about Lobo fan that hates Lobo for some reason? I hear you on other stations in town. Amory answers your calls for three hours every afternoon. You have that energy. I need, I just need opinion that's based in individual experience. That's all I need. And maybe I'm asking too much. But I promise you, you go down there, you meet the student athletes, you make connection with the coaches, 
you have that, then you're in. Then you're in to have solid opinion. Frey, me, the athletes, Brad, what are you talking about? This is not Auburn. Mm-hmm. This is not Clemson. You can be a part of these things. Be a part of these things. Show support. Phone lines are going off, Amory. We'll sneak one in before the break. Friend of the show, CJ, joining us. CJ, welcome. It's about the money, man. It's about the money. It's the money happening. 100%. We do. And uh, I suggested years ago we need to just, you know, let's dedicate a few of the oil wells down in the oil patch. <laughs> Not wrong. we got the weed money just rolling in this state. Why don't we have Doobie Day for the Lobos once a week? Writing that like down. Friday. Friday would be perfect. Friday's during the season. 25% of all sales go to New Mexico Athletics. Doobie for a newbie it, football player? Let's go. Come on, man. Edibles. We Little little Louie Lobo edibles. It's like 200 milligrams because, you know what, if you're watching a game that's 49 to 7, you're going to need something to deal with that. So I, something, something mind-numbing enough to just get through it to the point where the money starts because i i can probably promise you that our nl nil coffers are not what they are in other places almost anywhere and, yeah and you know it the, the the money situation has been so bad for you know i was a season ticket holder for 15 years starting with franchoni's last year and and finally i was just like i just i just can't I just can't because I've just had my guts ripped out right. many times. So, but you know, I traveled with the team. I smoked stogies with Bill Richardson at the 2003 Las Vegas Bowl. I like this sentence. And, and then watched us get just pummeled. Um, it, they went. The winning thing. The winning helps, right? You saw it. Even even Bob Davey, who was just like the weirdest hire ever, but when he had that offense rolling. They were a fun team to watch, and there was decent crowds. And at at uh, one of the the New Mexico Bowl where they beat, uh, uh, well, even the year that they lost to Arizona, there was a nice crowd there of New Mexico supporters. The people will come out, but they they do want a winning team. They they want that, and and, and so it's just been so frustrating that we have these brief surges of. Uh, kind of rising to almost there, right? Um, and we can't sustain it. And that's that's what's just so difficult. Um, you know, the, the teams in our conference that have been able to sustain any kind of uh, uh, stature, right? Obviously, Boise State uh, is, is the one that comes to mind. I mean, they nobody could in the conference could really deal with them. San Diego State for years. They translated their uh, uh, success under Rocky um, and what's-his-face, who's doing terrible this year. I forget the dude's name. But they were able to, to turn that into let's get a stadium built that isn't this just debacle of Qualcomm. Um, you've seen it at UNLV. What happens after they move into, you know what, UNM will never have a facility like what they have in Vegas. Right. I mean, I'm not stupid. They'll never have that. But, uh, you know, when we when we got our video board, right, it, it, 
for a minute, it was the biggest one in the conference. And now every time I've seen it, there's like burnt out panels. So what we've got it, there's got to be money infused into the program to sustain it. And it has to come from somewhere. Um, you know, the, the, the problem that you have here is there are some people that are uh, affluent, but most of the folks that are Lobo fans are not. I mean, that's just the, that's just the truth of the matter. Everybody here is pretty working class. They're struggling. They're, they're doing their best just to keep things going from one paycheck to another paycheck. And when you, you want them to part with uh, money for tickets to go see a product that it's, that is not great. It's, it's, it's a hard sell. I, it's a hard sell. I, I did at my, in my place of employment, I got with old Leroy Lucero back in the day. We tried to do a, a season ticket sale at my uh, place of employment and we couldn't get anybody to bite. I mean, and we were selling it hard. Um, and this was when, this was when Rocky was running things and we were pretty good. We were almost able to win a cop. We, when was the last – this team hasn't won a conference championships since 60s. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to take some kind – and I, I, I don't have – if I had the cash, if I win a billion-dollar Powerball, I'll go drop 200 mil into UNM Athletics. I would Same. do that in, sure. a, in a second because there's plenty for me. So go ahead. Let's see. Let's see what happens. But let's get. If we really want to do something like this, you take care of UNM and you take care of New Mexico State. What Jerry Kill's doing down there is just unbelievable. You know, if you think UNM facilities are tough, and, and they're they're really nice actually. UNM facilities are pretty darn nice. Uh, the stadium could use some work, but you know, you got to have. You know, ask Colorado State what it's like to have a beautiful stadium with a team that's terrible. Oh, that's a good um, point. It's, it's just not good. But, you know, invest in the infrastructure for the athletic programs, right, which are the front window for our, our uh, academic institutions. It, it really is for a, for a lot of people. Um, you know, CJ, you're, on, CJ, you're on fire, but we're like four minutes past the break, but you're on fire. And we're going to continue this conversation uh, we're going to cut you loose, but we're going to ride this one out because I think you're totally right on facilities, and we'll jump into that. Also, the call Later. the call lines are lining up. That was a good call, CJ. Thanks, CJ. It's lighting up. Okay. So, Amory, if you'd let Willie know, we'll get him on the other side. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Friend of the show, Joel, asked why we're still on the air because it's midnight. <laughs> it is dark. Friend of the show, Willie, joins us on the Sports Animal Hotline. Willie, welcome, brother. Do you think you're kind of coming down hard on us Lobo fans? I got fired up. Or is it, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, I've had chicken season holder for three years, and it's, it's not, I mean, to me, it, it all has to do with the product you put on the field. And if there was accountability and I mean, they would rise up and say, Hey, we did this, we did that. We're going to get better. We're gonna... And and I hear your show in the morning, not your show. I hear the show in the morning and it's always like excuses. And I mean, I've done my part. 
Right. And it's like, well, it's not getting any better. You know, I, I, I do appreciate Danny, <coughs> excuse me, um, but it's just the product, you know, and that's all I have to say. Friend of the show, Willie, with us. Willie, that's a good call, brother, because your passion comes through. Sure. You know, Appreciate short, that. Yeah, short and driving it, but I'm I'm following Willie because Willie says, I'm seeing this take over the last three years. I know the product on the field. I can have this opinion. Willie's not who we're talking about. Correct. You beat me to it. Willie's the business. I'm pro Willie in this situation. And also, and that's what's so neat about like talking about the morning show here on the Sports Animal. Other conversations in town, other outlets, the the newspaper, if you still read that. I'm into forming your opinion from different different sources. My opinion on this football program is not based solely off of what I hear around town. Oh, duh. Duh. Yeah, someone like Willie, an actual season ticket holder. Somebody like CJ, like CJ, a season ticket holder for 15 years. Is that what he said? No, way longer than that. Yeah. That's not the issue. No. It's people having nothing to do at all with the program. Right. Who just don't have any solutions at all. Don't help at all. The Lobos suck. The, I, I want Danny G's head. That's not going to fix or help anything, man. And so Joel says we should have pro Willie t-shirts. Okay. I like that sentence. Let's do that. Let's just have pro Willie t-shirts with no context whatsoever. Yes. Just shirts just that say, say pro, pro, Willie. pro Willie. Pro Willie. Yeah. Tomorrow we're at Sadie's, right? If Willie and CJ and Marty Rita and all these other friends of the show were to come down to Sadie's after we get off air at 530, getting ready for Thursday Night Football, and talk about Lobos, we would have a banger of an evening. Lobo talk. Let's go. You said a friend of the show, Ned James, is joining us? You know Ned. When Ned calls, Ned's fired up. Friend of the show, Ned. How are you, brother? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Great show, man. You I'm on one right now, Ned. Me Ned, I'm on one. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Microphone is yours, my man. The Yeah, no, and you know, when, when Ned, you see the program every day. Help me talk to the Lobo fan out there that is just an echo chamber. Like, help me. Explain to Lobo fan out there how they can garnish their own opinion. Yeah, and, you know, it's good. You know, one thing that Daddy says that I really like, he says it all the time because I always have to show him all the alumni guys that text me. I go, Danny, they think I'm on the coaching staff. I get all the guys call me because I coached, and they know. They said, Ned, you're just too nice. You're on the radio. You're too positive. What the heck is going on? But it's like Daddy says. He says when, when they're calling – that negative or not, that means that they care. And that's, that's important. It's important that they express how they feel, and that's good. And it's good sometimes to kind of bit. But like I said, you know, Daddy's young. He's a young coach. He's, you know, this is his first go around, and, and he's great for this community. And, I, and I, I'm like you guys. I just think the guy, you know, just needs some, 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 more, some more help. And, you know, it's, it's Money. tough. You know, you, you go through the ups and downs with staff and those kind of things and personalities. And so it's just important that uh, – you know, you just kind of stick with him. He's a homeboy, and you just got to find a way to, to kind of overlook some of these things, these little issues that have come up recently, and then uh, just stick with the home team. And we'll, 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 he'll get it turned around. It's just a matter of time. And 
this weekend should be interesting. This game is going to be interesting because they're down three players. Boise is. And so uh, from that standpoint, I, I give us a, I give us a chance this week. Uh, people should tune in just to take care and, and, and make sure and see if we can kind of overcome some things and, and maybe pull one out. Now, hear me out, Ned. Friend of the show, Joel, says on the texter, we now need T-shirts that said Neducation. How do you feel about that? Do we need that as well? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We can do some. Yeah, hey, some of these folks can use some Neducation, man. I'm out there watching. I watch the film. I watch practice. I talk to the kids. You know, I try to see, you know, just where their heads are at and, and how they feel about where the program is at. And you got kids from southern Alabama and kids from, you know, the West Coast and, and, and from the East Coast. You got kids from all over. And so it's, it's, it's important to see that they feel that they're at a, at a place that they care about and that they want to see succeed. And that's, that's a part of it. And uh, that's why I, I mean, I just love calling in and talking to you guys because you guys really have a, have a great pulse of what it is and what it should be like here and how it's going to be with Danny because Danny is, he's a part of the, of the community and that's what, uh, that's what we need here. And so we just have to keep believing and uh, we got it. Like you said, you know, there's, there's zero margins for error and you just got to believe, you know, that's how coaches and, and former players are. You know, you just always believe in your alma mater. Ned, I know, you know, Danny, well, you know, coach G well, you know, how much he cares about this community, the university, the student athletes that he's turning into young men. That's not going to be my question. You know his character and his integrity. Can you take us behind the scenes a little bit on how the Lobo program is trying to improve, is trying to infuse more money? What does that look like to Lobo fan who has no idea what's going on? Well, you got to tap into all these unreserved resources. You've got to tap into guys who haven't contributed in the past and let them understand, hey, look, we're, we're fighting this portal battle and we're fighting this, uh, this NIL deal. So one of the things that happened, I talked to a good friend of mine. I talked to a lot of NFL guys all the time. These guys are calling me trying to find out what's going on in college sports. And everything. But one of the things, one of my good friends is a national scout up in, he lives up in Denver. And uh, he was talking to me about, uh, you know, he wanted to come down and visit, what have you. And I said, uh, well, tell me about what's happening. What, what do you guys see in the NFL with, with the colleges? And he was telling me how, hey, Ned, if you got guys, because he, he's telling me, you know, hey, if you got guys down there that you think can play in this league, Ned, tell them we'll find them. Tell them they don't need to come out early. Tell them they need to take advantage of, of all the NIL opportunities that they have because what's happening, the Power Five schools are not recruiting high schools anymore. They're right. recruiting your guys, Ned. We have... Pro football focus ranked our offensive line. I said this last year. I thought they were good last year until DJ got hurt. They ranked our offensive line, the number one offensive line in the Mountain West Conference. They're really good. I called all my offensive line buddies and said, hey, you guys got to pool money together. You guys see the offensive line. You guys only care about the offensive line. In order for us to keep them, we got to pay them mm-hmm. because somebody else is going to pay them. This is a really good offensive line here. And I told people this since last year. I, I had to convince Brian Vincent, the offensive coordinator, that this was a great offensive line. He didn't believe me. He's like, oh, there's the fourth best group on the offense. And I go, you are crazy. I said, I know you're from Alabama. I know some people that know you down in Alabama. But I'm telling you, this is a really good offensive line. And I, I've proven to be right because of this pro football focus ranking. And they're ranking that, that left tackle, J.C. Davis, well, the top tackle is the guy's graded at like 89% pass blocking. So, I mean, it's really 
uh, nice to see that, you know, they built this program up to where it is. And that's why the quarterback has played well. And, and the quarterback's going to play well. The quarterback's played well all season, except for that one game he had a bad game. But we, we're, we're really pushing it. And I think Danny knew early on in the year that it was going to be a tough, going to be tough sledding on defense. Um, and, you know, you, you got to go under the portal. You're going to have to pay guys. <clears throat> excuse me. You're going to have to pay guys, and you're going to have to figure out a way to get it done. And I hear a guy talk about those oil reserves down in, in, uh, in, in uh, mm-hmm. southern New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. uh, we can't hire guys who are just assistant ADs or associate ADs or, or recruiting court. We've got to hire salary cap guys, and guys can go out and get money. We've got to go. we got to yeah. guys who can work you know, Wall Street or something. We've got to find guys that know how to go get money because you've got to find a way to get these players. And it's it, just the, the way of the world. I mean, all these coaches that are saying, oh, no, I'm not paying players. If guys don't want to come here and get their education, I'm old school. Yeah, they're saying that in the press. But behind closed doors, they know this is the reality of how college football is going. So, and I think, you know, Danny's learning. You know, he's young. So he's got the energy that people like. And it's just that we've got to go out and get the resources for him. You're right. You guys are right. Ned, when we take calls, we get all messed up on the break schedule, so we got to cut you loose. But call every day. Okay. I appreciate you. Hey. hey, I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks. Thanks, Ned. Good show. You should get Ned out next Thursday when I'm off for Duke State Championship Wrestling. Smart. That's you, a dude. You wouldn't get a word in the whole episode. Oh, man. Give me a day off. He's awesome, dude. I'll just softball it into Ned, and he can do the whole program. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Three. Sports Animal. Today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of 90s toys. League Office 280 at I-9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Hey, Marie, I will let you go first. You can pick Polly Pocket before I do. Oh, good one. <laughs> um, I'm going to go in a different route, and I'm going Easy Bake Oven. All right, good answer. It's before the 90s, wasn't it? No. Did they re-release it in the 90s? Do you believe it originated in the 90s? Or Well, it was, I don't know, it's on the top 20 best <laughs> 90s toys. But it was originally made in 1963, but then remade, so you are right. Okay. Often am. Okay. All right, so then I will take the most obvious one. And my premise, so you guys don't have to figure out, is toys birthed in the 90s? Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. So not just toys that I enjoyed in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Give me Pogs. Pogs slapped. Mm. And me and my brother used to have a thing where we had a homemade Pog maker. And what we would do is we would get our friends to bring us their Victoria's Secret magazines and their dad's nudies magazines. And then we would stamp those images onto the Pogs and our friends would have nudie Pogs van. That's really good. And we would sell them to them for candies. Ooh, got a good one. So this is my favorite, obviously. Yep. I know someone with a big collection of them. All right. And this is easily Troll dolls. the must-have toy of the 90s. All right. And they're Victorian porcelain dolls. God, dude, I hate you. Everyone had to have one. They were in every household in the 90s. Victorian porcelain dolls. 
That answer sucked, dude. What are you talking about? That's the, the number one answer. I'm really annoyed because one I want to say was invented in 1989, but then released. The super soaker? Go ahead. Yes. Okay. But anyways, uh, my other my <laughs> other favorite answer is Hungry Hungry Hippos. That's a good one. Ooh. That is also good. That is a super good one. But, okay, it was also made in the 1960s. So I don't know what's going on here with these games I was looking at. I said, best toys that came out in the 90s. So Anyways. I'll go with the obvious one because you guys are very much sucking. Okay. Nah, those are good answers by me. <laughs> they were not. They were not even close. Fred, what you got next? Game Boy Color. Game okay. Boy Color slapped. Revolutionary. Super slapped. You know what I was doing on that? Playing Tetris. I'm like a little junior high basketball player kid. You know what I'm doing on the bus? Game Boy in. Nice. That was the jam. I so far have Pogs and Game Boy, and you losers have nothing. Uh, I like the toys I picked, and they were popular. Yeah, they're your parents' toys. They're hand-me-downs. All the rage in the 90s, next on my I-9 varsity of 90s toys. Beanie Babies, right? Is a little horse and a rider carved out of a solid block of wood. These... These were these were everywhere in the 90s. You could just push them, and they would rock back and forth. Hours of fun. Everybody had one. Lincoln Logs? No, like a, a rocking horse, like a little small rocking horse made out of one solid piece of wood, and you would push it, and it would rock back and forth. Doug, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Hey, Mary, do you want to say Furby, or do you just want to no, give up? No, Furbies freak me out. I love Skip It, though. <laughs> We have to take our last break. You're the worst at this game. Okay, my last one and my best one. Yep. My cleanup hitter. Gigapets. For the number one toy of the 90s. Okay. As only the rich kids could afford this in the 90s. All right. Was a miniature train. Have you seen these? No. That's a little piece of metal and wood, and it was shaped like a train, and you could pretend that you're a conductor on a train and you would move the train around probably your wooden plantation porch. During the 1890s. I'm doing the 1890s. Thank you very much. PlayStation is the answer. <laughs> Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We about to make it up in here. Friend of the show, Joseph, uh -huh. for 90s Toys, says, Game Boy and the noise you make to cats. That PSP. That's no, PSP. Yeah, it's PSP. Good answer though. Sega came out in the nineties. I'd put that on the list. Oh, I love Sega. Jibba Jabba. Street Fighter on Sega. Street Fighter and so the first Sonic. Oh, so much time of my life wasted. Amory's like, I can't believe he didn't talk about the Spice Girls dolls. Hmm? Maybe one day. You know what 90 toys I forgot? Teeny beanies. And my I-9 varsity of 90s toys. Teddy Ruxpin. The the hoop and stick where you just got the big hoop and you walk around your front yard with it and you mm -hmm. keep rolling it with a stick. That's a good one. 
You know what? You know what my go-to one was <laughs> what? in the same vein as yours. Okay. Uh, you ever you ever just you ever just had like a tin can in the street? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just give it a good give it a good kick. Yeah, yeah. Kick it further down the street. Yeah, kick it as far as you can, over and over again, till you look back. You can't see your house anymore. Texter saying Pokemon. I, I think you you're misreading the room, Texter. Missing in the room altogether. You know what I had when I was a kid? Did anybody say Furby? Yeah, or Amory did. No, Fred did. Amory said, I love Furby. No, yak, they scare yak, me. Yak. You remember when they said Furbies were like international spies? Like the Chinese government or whoever the hell made them was delivering them here and they all, had, they all had uh, listening devices and cameras in them? We're going to do a fun preview of the Lobo basketball game tomorrow night. That'll be good. My favorite toy when I was a kid, like not my, I grew up in the 90s, like born in 84, grew up in the 90s. Me and my brother had hang over the door basketball hoop. Mm. That yeah. thing got, that. oh my God, worn out. Went through multiple. We worn that thing out. I bet you were the Shaquille O'Neal of them things. No, so our thing was about distance. Mm. And then, and then we started the, because we had those, like, Cathroid Ray tube TVs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sure. So we had off the TV, off the ceiling fan, through the hoop. Like, oh, hours. Same answer for me, but it was it was just a, a peach basket on the outside of my barn, Fred. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> what was the ball you used? <laughs> Wasn't invented yet. One of twine that I rolled from the field of cotton that I sewed. Weird episode of the show today. Oh, we had so much fun. I did. That Lobo Lobo passion shone through today. So, friend of the show says everything you could buy at Radio Shack. Boom. That is a very good... I know that's friend of the show, Mindy. Mike... My walkie-talkies when I was a kid, the business. The business. You could afford walkie-talkies. Van, final words. Come see us at Sadie's tomorrow and don't miss a second of the Sportsy Sports Talk on your opening drive tomorrow morning with Jeff and JJ. Hey, Mary, good job on the soundboard. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.